On today's session, we're going to be talking about screen time. Is it a hero or a villain? It is a problem, isn't it? I think many of us uh, haven't grown up with technology in the way that our kids have or grand grandkids have, and uh, and so we're we're learning on the job. And in everything else in life, as parents, we're a step ahead. We know how to um, cross a road. We know how to tie up a shoelace. We know how to you know all the things that we we teach them to do. We know easily. Whereas some of this, they're if they're not ahead of us, they're certainly hard on our heels. And so there's a, there's a bit of a challenge and a bit of a culture. Mm. Um, I know I uh, used to think screens were really to be avoided at all costs, thought they were a really bad thing. And I've had to learn that actually there's some really good stuff about screens as well. And it's trying to work that out as parents. I do think this age gap thing is, is a fascinating one, a very real. And I also think it's very easy to kind of demonise the whole thing. Mm. Some fascinating uh, stuff been in the press quite, quite recently. On the one hand, the fact that when families limited their children's screen time uh, more, more severely, that generally the kids seem to uh, do better at school and, uh, and be more sociable generally. Uh, on the other hand, um, the, the fact that, okay, the kids are communicating more than ever with each other and with other people. Okay, they're doing it in a different way. But we all remember, well perhaps we don't all remember, but I remember when, when television first came into homes and this was going to ruin everything, this box in the corner that dominated it. So it is a difficulty and it is a, a balance. I think actually it's as much a challenge for us as parents and grandparents, for the children themselves, that we need to adapt um, uh, as much as them really. And how do we adapt? Because obviously they are digital natives mm. and perhaps we aren't. Um, how do we adapt to their culture, their world? and yet keep them safe in it or, or put appropriate boundaries down? I mean, I think it's easy to think about um, the whole digital world as being very different from the real world, but actually it's all the same. And so um, the same kind of approach that we have to setting boundaries in every area of life applies to um, how we monitor their, their screen use. So we want to teach them, you know, to have, to have boundaries, to learn for themselves, um, to, to limit stuff, which again sounds very easy. And when you've got a 10-year-old that's begging you, you know, just one more minute, mum, on this game, then that's hard. But I think, you know, being firm and fair and agreeing up front um, how much time maybe they can be on screens is, is good without making it the forbidden fruit and the thing that they want the whole time. But the truth is our attitudes when they are small will guide to some extent how they'll be when they're teens. So a couple of things. We want to them to encourage them to use modern technology as much as possible. We want them to benefit from all of that. But we want them not to go overboard on it. And we're their parents, and I think Catherine's absolutely right, putting some boundaries in place, even limiting screen time when they're small is a healthy thing. But of course, we all know it's more fundamental than that. There are real dangers. Um, our kids now can have access to, for example, pornography that wasn't just the kind of top shelf stuff that we used to giggle at behind the toilets at school, but has the ability to ruin their lives. And therefore, we have to do things not just putting in parental controls, but teach our children values that will help them deal with that situation. So it's not just a matter of do we plonk them in front of Peppa Pig for an hour, is it? But there are much bigger challenges for, for parents. And actually, in care of the family, we've spent a fair bit of time over the last couple of years trying to help parents navigate these brand new opportunities and, and dangers. And that's one of the keys, isn't it? Building resilience in the child so that if we're not there or 
and adults not there that they know their way around and that they can make sensible decisions for themselves and have you got some ideas on on how we can do that well, there's, there's various things, I think, that we're worried about, isn't it, as parents. So we're, we're worried about the content. We're worried about what they see. And um, there are legal controls in place that are our friends. So there's an appropriate age for Facebook. There's an appropriate age for particular games. Um, so we can, you know, use those. Um, we can talk to them about, you know, what it is they're looking at. And we can have agreements, I think, in the home. Um, I've heard of families having what they called an internet agreement, but it included content about the kind of things that they uh, could or couldn't see and access to them so that parents could see their Facebook page. Parents had access. Exactly. Um, Having having passwords that they that they shared and the amount of time. I think that's the other thing parents get a bit anxious about. And again, there can be practical things about not having... It's, it's much harder with mobile devices. You know, when our children were younger, it was just you didn't have a computer in the bedroom. End of story. But with mobile devices, that's much, much harder. Mm. But some families, you charge them downstairs at night or you have um, an, a, an internet agreement that means it closes down at 11 o'clock. Or, but eventually, they're going to be at a friend's house mm. and there'll be something there. So that's why it's important to talk about it to them and um, help them see some of the dangers and equip them to, to deal with them themselves as they get older. And also, is modelling a, uh, an important thing as well? Because, you know, often it's tempting as parents to, you know, our maybe we're working from home or we're doing something and we grab our mobile phone and then we're suddenly we were replying to an email and we're doing something and and it's all happening in front of the child and they're not getting our attention and it's like this thing is the important thing this digital device and how do we model it as as parents that um you know how much we should be on this thing and you know it can take all our lives over if we're not careful isn't it and i know i'm conscious of that it's like i need to spend time with my child and not always be on my mobile phone you know so i had a meeting not long ago with the uh, the ceo of one of the biggest uh, technology companies in the world and he said we're now seeing um a screen addiction particularly amongst men uh, addiction to mobile phones addiction to uh, handhelds of various uh, uh, handheld devices, addiction to email, and, and children see that. Um, we, we, Kat and I came across the story of a little boy who said, Dad, listen to this, and he said, I'll be with him, Mom. Listen to, I told you I'm busy. And he was doing email, and this little boy said, I think he was eight, Daddy, you were a nicer man before you had your iPhone. So you're absolutely right, those, those, those modeling things are important. But, you know, I'll tell you something. I'm a grandparent, and, and I'll tell you the fascinating thing I find is my kids, grandkids, have got enough gizmos to land a fridge on Mars. You know, mini computers and this and iPads and iPads, and they can do it all. But when I say to them, what would you like to do, they often mention simple things. Now, I know this will make me sound like a dinosaur, but about six months ago, I bought snakes and ladders. And they like to play snakes and ladders. And why not? Why not recapture things which have social interaction? Why not recapture things that have adventure in them? Why not capture things like building a tent in the garden? So we ought not to give up too easily. Uh, Just as we ought not to demonize technology, we ought not to sacrifice ourselves to it. Sociologically, it's better for kids to be talking if possible. And so I I think as parents, do you know what? We keep coming around to this word, don't we? Balance. Balance, and that's what we're looking for, I think, in our in our homes and protection, increasingly.
So on every episode, we try to come up with a top tip um, that will help us in this whole area. So can you think of a top tip for parents who are perhaps trying to navigate this screen time, the hero, the villain, they're wanting to find the middle ground? What might help them? Well, first of all, I don't think we need to feel too guilty about not being exactly sure how to, how to tread through all of this. You know, we're just about the first generation of whom it can truly be said there is nowhere to hide. That is true, actually, of children and, and adults. But it is important we have protected times in family life. And I think it's good for families to agree those protect, I call them protected havens, where we don't have the telly on for a while. We have our mobile dev devices off. We might play games together, we might talk together, we might just be together. Protected havens, I think, especially when they're small, mm. are very important. We can uh, have what uh, some people call a family internet agreement, but basically it's just getting together and working out um, some ground rules about um, what we might be watching, where we might be watching it, um, how much time might be spent watching it, those kind of things, and writing them down. That sounds a bit sort of heavy-handed, but actually, if you can do it in a fun way and get everyone to contribute and then revisit it, because as they get older, obviously those, yeah. those boundaries, the boundary that you have for a two-year-old is going to be very different than for a 12-year-old. Um, so revisit it and work those things out and, and agree them together. I think um, that would be a really good thing to try and do this week. So do that as a family. So there's something that we can all try at home and do let us know how you get on on our Facebook page. And also if you've got a scenario that you would like our coffee guests to answer, then please do write in and let us know what it is. Until next month, it's goodbye from all of us and we'll see you then. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Parent Talk podcast for the primary years. For further information about our courses, resources and events, please visit us at carefortheFamily.org.uk. Thank you.